This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Damn these Biloxi Blues. It happens every night. Yeah. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Nope. The summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. <laughs> this highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No. Right to the hook right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Oh, budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. Hope all you low lifers are doing well out there. And this is the podcast for Monday, November. The 14th, Monday, November the 14th, 2022. And if you're just tuning in for the first time ever and you're like, what is a low lifer? Well, that's what you are now because you peeked through the blinds. You showed up to this program. And that is what the listeners of this show refer to themselves as the loyal, loyal low lifers. So you're now a low lifer whether you want to be or not. Maybe you live in a high life, but now you are a low lifer every Monday. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So, Welcome, welcome, welcome. Recording this a few days early. Before Tennessee plays their last home game, because I'm going to be at it. Part of the reason I'm recording early. Our guest today could not record when I normally do, so I'm do. I, I am. I have adjusted my recording schedule accordingly. 
So if Tennessee were to somehow, some way, if Missouri were to beat Tennessee, and you're listening to this and I'm crying, then then just know I'm sad, okay? Just know that this was recorded before I went to Knoxville uh, to the first game I've been to in a couple of years and taking, uh, taking Hudson up there and taking Harper up there and uh, the rest of the family's got a million things going on. So we're going to go have a good time at a, at a noon kickoff game, spend, uh, spend some time up in Knoxville, Tennessee on good old Rocky Top this coming weekend, which will be this past weekend when you listen to this. But uh, lots going on in life. Got an ABT 100 coming up. Finally going to get back. In uh, in the tournament mode a little bit uh, this coming week, the final ABT 100, little Trey swindling myself trying to win the ABT 100 Angler of the Year. I'll be honest with you, it's on the home pond. It's on Pickwick. I was very excited when the schedule came out because I really thought that I would be dialed in on what was going on. I'd be fishing a lot. I've not been on Pickwick since May. That's just full disclosure. Full disclosure. Haven't been down there. The fishing is horrible right now from what I hear, from tournament weights I'm seeing, from buddies of mine that are fishing. So going to try to go a couple days later this week, try to get fairly dialed in as much as we can and uh, and see we're going to fish this one out of the old Express X-21. We normally fish out of that North Alabama mortgage wrapped boat of trays, but he has sold his boat. He's got some things going on, uh, switching, uh, switching boats. So a little tray tray. So we're going to fish it out of the Express. And hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll take us over the top, and we'll be able to not only win the tournament, but catch them boys we're trying to run down and and take home uh, the angler of the year. Man, it's it's cool to be in the in the top ten in the mix going into the final event against this group of just stone cold killers. We've had two good events, and we'd like to finish it on a strong note, that's for sure. But it's gonna we got a giant weather change coming, lots of things happening. So, you, but y'all wish us luck. Should be fun. We'll film it. Win, lose, or draw, I'll have you a YouTube video of my uh, antics with Little Trace Wind on the boat. It's it's never uh, – there's never a dull moment, that is for sure. I want to thank the sponsors of this program real fast. Like Startron, kicking ethanol in the teeth, in your chainsaw, in your weed eater, in your side-by-side. Not my side-by-side because I'm running an electric side-by-side now, the silent killer come on. But if you do have one of them old gas burners or a diesel burner, there's a Startron for you to make sure ethanol does not interfere with your plans. This time of year with that boat sitting in the shop more than it should be because either the fishing sucks or you're deer hunting or your wife won't let you fish all fall. I don't know. When you go to storage, you need to make sure you're using Startron so ethanol does not gum up the works and ruin your chances of having a great trip the next time you pull that bad boy out of the shop. Star trying kicking ethanol in the teeth and bringing you LBL for many, many moons now. We appreciate the folks down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Pro Guide Batteries, definitely going to be standing on those things this week, without a doubt. Fall fishing, burning it up, trying to find those bass down on Pickwick Lake. I'm running the lithium trolling motor batteries. I got three of them bad boys that never, ever, ever leave me high and dry. 31 series AGM cranking battery. You can go check them out at ProGuyBatteries.com. Use code LBL10 to let them know you are a low lifer. And I appreciate y'all for doing that. BaitWorks.com. Bait-Works.com. Your online tackle destination. If they ain't got it, you probably don't need it. 
And if you don't want it to show up at your door, you better not hit order. You better not. Baitworks really growing their online tackle presence. I mean, to the gills. They uh, they continuously add products. They've got specials, baits of the week. Man, they got those new river to sea. Uh, it's a weight bait. I forget the name of the bait. I saw them make a post about it. They're in like this this special package. They're beautiful. Absolutely beautiful bait. Uh, go check them out right now, man. They, they've been, uh, go look on their Instagram. They made a post about it, bait of the week. Beautiful baits. I got to get some ordered. You can use code Duncan-10 at bait-works.com. Duncan-10 to let them know you are a low lifer. And we got the LOB jig coming soon. I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise. Talking about it every day. Promise, promise, promise. All right, and last but not least. That's right. Hang the banner. The Bassmaster Classic winning high-performance aluminum bass boat. That X21 Pro or the X21 Pro LE that I'm running this year. 250 Yamaha show pushing that bad boy up and down the water as fast as you can handle. Getting you, I mean, the the coolest thing about an Express to me, what, I shouldn't say the coolest, but one of is the whole shot. It's something I think about last time I was out. Dude, it, it's mind-blowing to me with the amount of tackle and crap I bring with me. We've got 10 extra gallons of gas in this new boat like that flip a switch and you on pad it is it is super impressive what that show express combo is all about sea deck bow to stern everybody's starting to try to get into that they were absolutely one of the first people to do it in the entire boat not just in the cockpit i know we got some bass boat you know fiberglass guys doing that now but sea deck bow to stern Got mine, of course, rigged out with my Garmin's, my power poles. Absolutely love it. You can check them out, expressboats.com, or if you got a local dealer, go sit in one. I promise you, you will not regret it. Express Boats building excitement since 1966. All right, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, this is, uh, this is a crazy week. This is a crazy week. So, I teased this a little bit last week. I'm really excited about this. I'm excited about it for a lot of different reasons. I, I'm a guy that, for the most part, I try not to hold grudges, you know. Um, I don't think it does any, any good for you. I certainly have a list of people that in life that uh, that made me sound completely insane. But, but, you know, people that you're like, yeah, well, that's a lost cause as far as my relationship with them is concerned. You know, I think we all have that life that people, you have to kind of keep at arm's distance and, and not allow in your life. Right. Um, I'll get to this in a minute, but, but when we have this guest on, but, but today is about a lot of things. It's about information. It's about, uh, a lot of you have questions about all the changes going on in MLF. And we're going to talk to somebody that, uh, I'm looking forward to talking to because we, we were on a, on a really good, uh, footing for a long time in life, considered each other buds and, and fished around each other, fished against each other. And then, uh, things kind of got haywire due to my opinions. And now things have kind of come back full circle and, and I'm really looking forward to today. I, I will tease it with that. That being said, pro circuit, uh, obviously a lot of changes there. We know that the invitationals now or whatever, me, you, your dog, we can all fish them. Uh, no championship, took away the title after they killed the Forestwood Cup. I mean, RIP Forestwood Cup. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a mess. It's a mess. Um, that being said, Bass Pro Tour, big changes. You got this five fish limit thing 
going to happen. Your best five, they're going to weigh them in the boat. They got rid of all their boat officials, with the exception of a few, I think, from what I've been told. Uh, they've announced changes this week. Daniel Fennell, who's been with FLW for many, many years now, was the pro circuit tournament director. He is now going to be your Bass Pro Tour tournament director. Aaron Bashirs is out. I'm not sure why. Hoping our guest today can can tell us a little bit about that. I I have thoughts on why that's probably the case. But, you know, Aaron started as a boat official with them when it was just a TV show, was around, and then they made him tournament director here in the last couple of years. And uh, Aaron's a good guy. And I think that, uh, I don't know, I, I, I just, he made a Facebook post basically saying, hey, I'm out. There's been a lot of changes. And, and uh, I'm not sure if he will remain with the organization. He was not mentioned in the press release in any way. I just saw a Facebook post from Aaron saying he was no longer the tournament director there. So Daniel Fennell, congrats to Daniel. Um, you know, he, he gets to, to be the guy. Kathy Fennell promoted to executive vice president in the company. I love Kathy Fennell. She's a great human being. She's always been very kind to me um, through thick and thin. Boy Duckett is now your CEO and president. And, you know, Don Rux is, is going to get out of there at the end of this year. That was in the press release as well. And last but not least, Jim Wilburn is no longer your president. Jim has stepped down. He's stepped down. So nearly three years to the date, we tried to uh, make sure that I didn't have a job anymore because of this podcast. I am still at TH Marine and vice president of sales now. Things are going very well, and he's stepped down. He has stepped down. So I'd like to wish Jim luck all his future ventures. I think he's going to have something to do with sponsorship still um, trying to get every penny he can from everybody out there. Old Jimbo. Uh, but yeah, man, lots of changes, lots of changes. It's, it's a lot of changes at one time too, right? I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions. Word on the street is, this is something I'm going to talk to our guests about. Word on the street is I, I had said there were lots of big names leaving and the roster came out, and a lot of the names that I heard that were leaving stayed. I think that was because of the five fish thing, from what I'm being told. I, I, by, by someone that's actually an owner with the company, that over half the field had, had basically threatened to leave if something didn't give. And so you get the five fish change and I'm hearing veteran guys like the skeets and the KVDs are all for this move, even though they were all for the MLF format until it didn't work. But now, now, and, and I think those guys will, you know, we've seen skeet be more competitive in the five fish stuff. I think Kevin, Kevin will be, I think that's the idea behind it. Uh, you know, Timmy Horton unretired. I have to say probably related to this. I don't know. He was retiring. Now he's not. It was big announcement. Going to never fish tournaments again. He was going to follow his other passions. Now he's fishing again. So he's on the roster. Lots of things are changing. Uh, Bobby Lane, though, for sure out. The Red Crest champ out, out, out. Fishing the Opens, trying to make the Classic, trying to make the Elite Series. And Ish Monroe. Ish Monroe noticeably gone from that roster. He was a name that I'd heard a while back. He was not coming back. Uh, I know he was very upset over the Jeff Sprague bullcrap. I know that uh, Ish is a guy that 
that, uh, and I won't try to get Isha on in the next couple of weeks, but Isha's a guy I'll tell you like it is. Like he, he, he is. He's not one that you're going to tell him, hey, this is the status quo. This is how we're going to do this. You're going to shut up and listen. Isha's not that guy at all in the least. Never has been. One of the things that I, I, I love about him the most. So uh, Isha's gone. I'm assuming to the Opens. We haven't seen any Opens roster kind of stuff. I think signups are still going on. But Ish Monroe gone. Ish Monroe gone. Noticeably in this in this roster, of course, you got the new guys coming in, Nick LeBron, James. You got uh a lot of talent coming in, John Hunter and and Matt Becker. There's a lot of good, good dudes coming in that are gonna make noise. That are definitely gonna make noise. Uh noticeably gone, though, are guys like Shaw Grigsby and Mike McClellan, who are owners in the league and I understand they can't let those guys stay if they, quote, didn't qualify. But if you're going to let Jeff Sprague come back and fish, but you're going to send Mike McClellan to do whatever, and freaking Shaw Grigsby, two of the most upstanding human beings that have ever existed in the sport of professional bass fishing, <laughs> and you're going to be like, come on, snagger. Come right on back in. Bring your Toro lawnmower and let's get after it, bud, in 2023. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Just piss poor, mishandled all the way around. All the way around. And I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. And I don't think those guys do either, you know. I, I, I don't. I'm sure they're, like, scratching their heads. Scratching their heads. And, and I don't know how it works with, like, Horton in that I'm retiring now. Not kind of situation. And I, and look, like I said, Tim has the right to do whatever he wants to do, but I, I think it's, it's kind of crazy when you say you're leaving, but then whoop, maybe I'm not. And then guys get booted that are owners or have been around the sport for a very long time. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a very odd situation. It always is with this group. I feel like to a certain extent since the split, but it's very obvious that it was not going the way it needed to be going. And now there's all these shifts and shakeups. There was a guy in front of a camera that does a podcast above his garage in a place called the Low Budget Bar and Grill that had said many of these things years ago. And I call it pride, call it ego, call it whatever got in the way of some of this stuff. And you lose the Christie's, you lose the Polonics, you lose the Gerald's, that slide back over the Justin Atkins, that slide back over to the elites. Then you decide to change things, you know, down the road to the five fish thing. And I really do, man. I, I worry, like I said on here before, this thing does not need to fail. I've said it a million times. Does not need to fail. Doesn't need to fail for the industry. Doesn't need to fail fail for the guys that that signed up. Because I do believe more than anything that, especially a lot of the young guys and things, they're fed a bill of freaking goods by a guy like Jim Wilburn and Boyd that are good salesmen. I'll give them that. We're going to take over the world. We are bass fishing. We are going to change everything every six days, except for the fact that you can openly cheat and we will sweep it under the rug until we get called out by a fake Facebook page. Yeah, I just, um, I feel bad for you guys. We got a lot of dear friends fishing it still. And uh it, it's it sucks, man. It sucks because they purchased FLW, 
changed a lot of things. And it, it was one of the best organizations ever, obviously, in the sport of bass fishing, one of two. And uh, it, it's just, it's kind of a, it's kind of a show, you know, <laughs> it just is. Uh, you can, you can put out beautiful press releases. You can do, uh, try to church it up. But I think that uh, between crap you read on the internet, as far as people's overall perception of the format changing that loved their format and the people that already hated them that aren't going to watch, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a very strange deal. It's a very strange deal, but I think that if you lay your head down at night and you're a higher up within that organization on the BPT side of things and your Red Crest champ like has an article talking about how the classic's just the classic and you spend every waking moment trying to convince people that Red Crest can definitely be the classic, like that that's a major PR blow to you. Major PR blow. So I I, I know they gotta be scrambling a little bit for damn sure that being said i hope they find the tracks i've said this too i hope they find the tracks and are able to get on it for the sake of the bfls for the sake of the toyotas for the sake of what's left of the flw tour for the sake of the great people that work at flw that now are in this conundrum the kevin hunts of the world kevin's a great guy got promoted he's going to be the the pro circuit uh pro circuit tournament director i believe exactly what he's going to be. I'm going to pull up this press release just real quick. One more time. Because I'm confused on something. Imagine that. Luke Duncan. Confused. I got this new MacBook, though, guys. So that's good. Yep. Kevin will be the Tackle Warehouse Invitational Tournament director he's already been doing high school and college great great dude great dude i'm assuming mark mcquall's role will be unchanged the toyota director kills it does a great job mark's a fantastic human so i don't know it's uh <laughs> definitely wild times yet again three years or four years after we had a lot of wild times um, just right when you feel like things are just kind of settling in and people are doing their, doing their thing, you, you get hit with a lot more, uh, a lot more change. And, uh, and I guess that's like people say, that's the only guarantee in life. Send our guest a text real fast. If you're just listening to the podcast, that was me sending a text message. If you're watching on YouTube, you saw that obviously. Subscribe for more amazing content. <laughs> All right. I'm going to set this up again. So this guy, this was well documented and, and we've since buried the hatchet way before today. Uh, we actually did right after he came on the show and, and, and things, but back in October, November, 2022, and things were just crazy, crazy in my life it was right after I lost my mom. All this is well documented. You can go back, but this is when, Jim Wilburn took major offense to things that I said, and he contacted my bosses at TH Marine, and he tried to get me fired because that's the kind of swell guy that he is. And then I kind of bounced back. And then I got on a roll, you know, kind of exposing things I was hearing and, and different things about what was going on within the organization. And our guest today, first of all, he's won uh, a little over $400,000 with MLF. 
Uh, he's been after it for, for a few years now. He's, he's a great shallow water angler from Louisiana. He catches them. Um, and he's a guy I like. He's funny. Once I've really gotten to know him a little bit better in the last couple of years. But the, the infamous, there was a MLF group text. And I got it screenshot and sent to me, which drove them crazy for a hot minute. But I got it sent to me by someone that, that was within the group text. And this man called me a bitch. He's like, somebody tell Luke Duncan I said he was a bitch to get on the podcast. And then I said some choice things about him on Instagram. Then we end up talking. We have like an hour-long podcast. And so he and I have kept in touch. We've talked several times. And uh, and he reached out to me when all these changes first started and said, dude, I've been listening to the podcast a bunch. I agree with most of what you're saying. And I would love to come on the show and talk about the changes. And I said, I would love that as well because – I respect somebody that's like that. I respected him when he when he wanted to come on in the heat of the in the heat of the moment three years ago. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, this man, by the way, he's getting married in Greece. Okay. He's going to Greece. Well, we're gonna call him right now. We're gonna get him on the phone. Ladies and gentlemen, Gerald Spoyer. Hey. What's up, dude? So, so we're we're rolling, man. I I thought I thought was this all a trap, and he's not going to answer since he's going to Greece. <laughs> no, no, we're trying to get everything ready so we can uh, get out of here in the morning. Though I know that. So, so you're flying out tomorrow to get married in another, not not even just another country across the world, buddy, <laughs> from Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. You know, originally we started trying to think of. Um, it's like, all right, let's get married. And we're only going to have a small wedding. We're going to invite like 25 people each side. And then when we started thinking about it, it's that this is going to be impossible. You know, yeah. to, I, can't, I can't narrow it down to 25 people. And, and um, so we, we decided to elope and go to Greece. Okay. And we're going we're gonna to live stream it to all our friends, family, and sponsors um, so they can all still be part of it. That's cool, man. That, that's, uh, I've never, I've been to Europe like one time, I've never been to Greece or anything. That's, that's interesting. I think, uh, was it Wheeler? Some, one, one of the, somebody I, I see on social media went, I think to Greece this summer for a wedding for somebody or something, but probably Wheeler. He said, that seems like a Wheeler thing. He'd just be bouncing <laughs> around the world going to weddings. <laughs> live scope yeah. in Italy and Greece or something, you know, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably most like, well, dude, I set, I set this up. I talked about a lot of the changes, you know, there was a press release that came out and I want to thank you for coming on because first of all, I want to thank you not only for coming on, but for reaching out. You've done that several times. You and I, I, I wanted to let the people know, like any, any beef that Gerald and I had many years ago has been far gone and buried. We, we, we squashed that a long time ago after he came on the show three years ago. Uh, we're both old. We're both we, older now yeah, and more mature. Yeah, we're old men, basically. <laughs> yeah, I'm an old I just, man. Like, I know I'm an I, old man. I hit forty this past year. So. I will hit it next year, but I feel like I'm seventy. So I feel you. I'm. I am on on that program, buddy. Trust me. But but I want to say yeah. that because the first time, it, dude, it was in the middle of the heat of a lot of crap in my life where, and, and look self-aware that I stirred it up, right? Like I was stirring the pot obviously. And 
you guys were very passionate about what you had going on, and rightfully so. And I was passionate about what I had going on. And you were like one of the only people from the organization and with that side that was like, you know what? I'm going to come over here and try to set the record straight. Like you were that guy because everybody else just kind of talked about me behind closed doors. <laughs> and you were like, <laughs> I'll come on and get a dose. And you did. And, dude, it was great. I think you gained a lot of uh, a lot of respect from a lot of folks when you came on and 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 new fans i had a lot of those comments seem like you know remember back so thank you for coming on and uh and dude i I won't you know keep you forever because obviously you got to go get freaking married in a a foreign country but but dude just kind of break down you said you were involved in a lot of the and you're a veteran guy over there obviously break down some of these changes as far as like how this format change comes about because something i said just to give you a heads up before you came on is word that i've gotten from some folks i know is that if this didn't happen, there was a fear a lot of guys were going to leave. That's yep, what I've been told. To, you're right. That's that's uh, and that's kind of and and that's kinda, that's the truth. Okay. You know? uh, we we were to a point uh, where things weren't developing like we had all anticipated to when we left the Elite Series and and the FLW Tour mm-hmm. years ago. They weren't developing, and 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 so a lot of a lot of guys were getting disgruntled. Morale was down, and uh, and I was one of them. You know, I I, I was looking at alternatives. Uh, I even debated walking away from bass fishing altogether. Wow! I was getting okay. yeah. I was get I was getting to that point where I was just like, this is frustrating, and and um and I was getting sucked into the negativity yeah. side of it. And it's not hard to and, do if there's a lot of negative, right? Like if there's a lot of negative around you and guys bickering and bitching like bass fishermen will do it's easy to get roped in and go yeah like this this is this is not good but let, let not to cut you off but what what's the main factor for that for you though like when you say no growth or not seeing the growth that you anticipated like what it what what is that for you like if you can put your finger on one thing specifically that like drove you to hey i may just quit this altogether um, it wasn't really just one thing. I guess we was getting to the point where, um, where man, dude, the Everfish Counts format is very, very fun. It's exciting, and I hope that everyone gets a chance to experience mm-hmm. that at some point because that is a fun way to fish a tournament, but it is also extremely tre- uh, stressful, <laughs> and it's the no hardest doubt. tournament format I've ever fished. Uh, so it, you know, it just it, it got to the point where I. I I just found myself, I didn't feel like I was having as much fun showing up with two days of practice and trying to figure out how to catch bass constantly. You can't, it's not just, Hey, I got to go figure out how to catch 20 bass for a four day tournament. I need to learn how to catch 20 bass a day. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that, and that was very, very hard. And uh, it was very hard to be consistent like that. And, and, and you never, you never felt like you was on enough fish, no matter how good your practice was. Um, you know, you just never felt like you was, you was never in a comfort zone. Um, but there was, I mean, there was, that was one aspect of it. Some yeah. guys love the every fish counts format and I, and I do too. I just don't want, I just didn't want every single tournament to be that way. Um, and, and I felt like, you know, we all grew up fishing for five fish yeah. and, and, and I felt like I was missing, I had some really big moments this is me personally. I had some really big moments in fishing over the last four years that were overshadowed by the fact that I caught like 10 or 15 bass. Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, 
I know that my best five went 25 pounds today, <laughs> but no, no nobody one, else it, does. It was no one else does. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I had these big moments on the water, and only people I got to share with was me and my boat official. And that had happened so many times uh, over the years that I was just like, man, I, I feel like I'm missing out on some of my uh, some of my best fishing years right now, and 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 it's not showing in my results. And and because um, I've been fishing good, but man, it's so hard to catch so many bass. And and, and some guys are like exceptional at it. Oh, well, that's I was gonna say. That's obvious. There are some guys that are very very dialed. They're dialed at bass fishing, period. But they're dialed to playing that game for yeah, sure. Ex- Exactly. And I've had some big moments uh, over the four years and stuff. And last year I had a really strong year, uh, but, but it just, that, that wasn't really the main thing. Um, you know, at this point, uh, financially, I wasn't seeing the, I wasn't seeing the kickback that we thought we was going to get and <laughs> the growth yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I got really sucked into the negative side of it. And then I, I had to like ponder on it for a little while and, uh, and, and try to decide what direction I was going to go in at the end of this season. I was, I, I considered fishing the opens and mm-hmm. going, going back to Bass Masters, and it wasn't anything. I mean, it, it's no different over there. You know what I'm saying? There's they, guys are just as, there's just as much. There's as much bitching. Um, yeah. There's yeah, a lot it, of bitching. It's, yeah. It's bass fishing. Yeah. It's bass fishing, exactly. Yeah. So, so after I started thinking about it and stuff, and I made a commitment to myself and all my fellow anglers, whenever I decided to go and be part of this league back in 2018, it was that I would never ever quit before I tried my hardest to make it work, and and uh, I had to remind myself of that. So. I started really kind of thinking about it and I started having some conversations with some other anglers and everything seemed kind of far-fetched at the time uh, of what was possible, what wasn't possible. And I finally got to the point where I was like, you know what? I just need to, I just need to call Boyd Duckett, tell him how I feel. And, and, uh, and you know me, I'm not, I'm not scared to make that phone call. That's right. Who in the industry. (laughs) And so I sent Boyd a text and I said, Hey, Call me when you have a chance. I got some things I gotta say, and and he called me and uh, right away, and he was like, "What's going on?" And you know, I kind of just started complaining, and and um, and, and he was he was he's a really good listener, and and he was like, "Okay," um, he goes, "Well, how many other anglers feel this way?" And I said, "A bunch of us," mm-hmm. and and you know, I wasn't I wasn't being nice. I was being pretty firm with how I felt. And I was like, we got to make some significant changes or, or a bunch of guys are probably going to start looking at other options. And I said, I know a, a bunch of conversations were happening with sponsors and things to find out what direction guys can go in and, and stuff like that. And, and uh, it wasn't good because the sponsors were all like, what the hell's going it, on? Over that's there? what I was going to yeah. say. That, that gives you a black eye as an organization when guys are all filling out their sponsors. Hey, what if I leave? And they're like, well, wait a second. <laughs> This is where you. This is where you're at. Yeah, why, why, yeah like, I, I get the pro- it. What's the yeah. problem? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and some and some of the sponsors are like hardcore in my left, and that's for all sure. they invest in. Yeah, they were sitting there going, "What the heck that's going right. on? We're about to write a big check to these people." Uh-huh. And, and and so we started getting in depth in the conversation, and then um, and then I ended up like calling a few uh, 
key players or whatever I felt like would be a, a kind of like put together a little team. And, I, and I, it was me, Jordan Lee, uh, Randall Tharp, and Brent Ayler. And I said, hey, you guys, uh, would y'all be willing to have a Zoom call with Kathy Fennell and Boyd Duckett? And we're just going to freaking tell them everything we have a problem with, everything we think we need to fix. And let's see if they hear us out. And, and that was like my, I guess, like my last effort. Yeah. I was like, let's just, let's just hit them hard and let's see what they say. And then if they if they're like, sorry guys, it is what it is. You don't want to fish with us, don't fish with us. Then Got I can answer. go on about my business yep. and do whatever I want to go do. But uh, so they were all about it, and we got together uh, the night before, and we us four just had a Zoom call, and we talked about all of the kind of things that we wanted to see that we needed to improve on as an organization and everything. And uh, Kathy and Boyd got on a Zoom with us the next day. And then we started just hitting them with everything that we've had a problem with over the last four years. And it, it blew my mind how receptive they were of all the criticism. Wow. And uh, yeah, and, and that's kind of whenever, you know, I, 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 I personally started saying, well, dang, we should have had this conversation <laughs> a long, a long time, time ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and then, and then Boyd, um, you know, despite what people think about him, he is a phenomenal leader and he's very good at like uh, roping everybody back in and saying, hey, let's get everybody back on the same page. What do we got to what do we got to do here? So he challenged us in a few ways and he said, he said, all right, guys, we need to vet all this stuff. We need to find out how this works business wise, production wise, angler wise, fan wise, everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we'll start knocking these we'll start knocking these topics out and see if we can come up with solutions for all this stuff. Cause they want to see this of course be successful as well. And and they don't want to see anglers leaving. And, and, um, and so we went to work on it. Uh, You know, me, me and Jordan especially went, went to work real hard uh, with all the anglers and, you know, we identified that angler morale was the number one, thing we needed to improve and how we're going to do it and so we was like well, what is what is the main thing that that people are tired of and the majority of feedback was around the format a lot of guys want to fish for for five um now not everyone i was gonna know, say uh, that, that was good that's definitely a question i got but continue because I, I want yeah. like what the percentage is do you think uh, well, I'll tell you the, the actual numbers. Uh, oh, okay. So the the first survey we ran, uh, me and Jordan was first just calling people, going yeah. one by one, having a conversation, and then making a list of who was huh. for a change, who was who wants to just switch to five, who wants to stay like it is, and it was just eating me at his lunch. Like it was, we was working on it every single day wow, for about for a week, dude. Yeah, and. and and finally, George was like, "Dude, I'm just going to send out a survey." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, if you want to, if you want to do it that way." Uh, but I didn't really want to just send out a survey without explaining it to everyone. And and um, and, and so Jordan said, "You know what? I'm sending I'm sending a survey monkey out." So he put together a two question survey monkey, basically just saying, 
do you guys want to see a format change or keep it the way it is? Is basically what it was. Hmm. And and uh, we we got back a large majority of a super majority of anglers, like seventy eight percent, want to see a format format change. Jeez. And ba- that many bass fishermen can't agree on where to eat lunch together, dude. <laughs> that's Im- that's yeah. amazing to me. Really? Because I figured, dude, I figured out of 80, yeah, there might be 25 dudes that are, that are well, like you. You're a shallow water power fish. You love to punch. You love to chatterbait, swim jig. Like, that's your deal. You love it. You're good at it. It's how you grew up. And I know there there are a lot of you out there, right, that, that, that love that kind of format, like a Greg Hackney. Why did he go back? You know what I mean? He probably didn't enjoy the format. Same with Gerald and uh, Swindle, Christy, obviously. But, dude, it blows my mind. It was like 80%, almost 80%. Really, it does. Yeah, so then – and then, but a lot of people will start asking us questions like, what exactly does this mean, oh, you know? Okay. And, so, and so then we started getting into uh, – well, w- 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 so once we figured out this many anglers want to switch the format some kind of way uh, – we had to explore it on the business side, production side and everything else. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things that we, that I learned business wise, just from having conversations with, with Boyd and everything else was that uh, the live streaming factor, six days of live streaming is a big revenue source for the league. Of course. So that was like mandatory. We got to figure, we got to, we can, we can talk about five fish, but we got to figure out how to do it. Okay. With, with uh, six days of live streaming because we feel like live streaming is an evolving market yes. and TV is a dying market. Yeah, amen. Yes. Uh, yeah. And so, and so the six days of live streaming is a big revenue source. Uh, so it's like, all right, how do we do this? How do you have six days uh, at five fish? Because you don't want to uh, have two different groups and you don't want them fishing in a five fish scenario, keeping weight throughout the tournament. And then you didn't want to zero throughout the tournament to where you get to the end and a guy just has catches one big fish and wins by luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so it was kind of complicated. But then, you no, know, we really started going over it. And then that's whenever we was like, well, what if we do group A, group B, like normal, everyone fishes for five for two days. And then, and then, um, and then, the weights get zeroed when you get to the knockout round and the top 20 from each group come together. And then everyone does a one day shootout for five fish. And then the top 10 advance to the final day, but they keep their knockout round weight. So essentially you end up with two, two day turns. Yeah. Two separate turns. I I say, I like that. I do like that a lot. That was pretty much the only way we can figure out how to make it work with six days of live streaming. So once we, once we figured that out and, uh, and, and then pitched it to the league, the league went as far as uh, simulating the 2022 oh, wow. season with with what would have happened, you know. And and they was more concerned about like cut line drama and, yeah. and differences like that because uh, a live scoring system is is what makes people tune into our live stream sure. so much because we make moves based off of live uh, live scoring, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of where we're different and. And, and so they simulated it and said, man, it, they figured out that from production value that this carries just as much drama. Like we don't, we don't really need to catch a hundred bass, a hundred pounds a day to have drama. No. Um, yeah. And, and so they, once they simulated it and figured it all out and we was like, okay, this does work business wise. This does work production wise. Um, you know, let's let, 
Well, now let's have a more serious conversation on who's on board with this actual format. So we went officially, we went to the MLFAA, which is uh, our Anglers Association and put together like an official document representing the angler board and presenting it to the league saying, hey, we got this proposed format change for just the Bass Pro Tour and Redcrest. Um, and, and, and we want to vet this out business on the business side and production side and they so they put together that official document and uh presented it to the to the management team in the league and then after they went through their whole process and talked to all the sponsors and and uh you know and then they polled the fans that was a big a yeah big i thing. saw that like, that's are, when you first started hearing about it right like you started seeing the social media stuff yeah well the, the they want to poll the fans they want to make sure they weren't just uh, changing something unless people really wanted it. And, it, and it, it blew my, it really kind of blew my mind how many people were hardcore every fish count. Ah, dude, that's, that. that's exactly what I've said on the show a couple times. Like that's blown my mind. And, and so what was cool is we learned a lot. Uh, we learned that we have two types of fans. We have the every fish counts fan and we have the five fish fan. And, and it was unfair for us to alienate one or the other. And so it's like, man, let's just make a product for both, mm-hmm. both, both fans. And, and that way, uh, everyone has something to watch. If you don't want to watch our Every Fish Counts tournaments, you don't have to, but you still have this. And, and, um, and so that's when we decided, you know, it'd be perfect just to, to have the Red Crest and, um, and Bass Pro Tour be five fish, catch where release. And, and then we got heavy hitters and the new team team uh, series television show that we started recording. Yeah. That's really, really good. Um, and so that, that, that between the, I mean, just the team series alone is going to be like over 30 television shows out of that whole deal. <laughs> like the old school MLF, like when it originally started, that's what it was. It had a ton of television episodes from those, those original, the original series before it was yeah, PPT, it, obviously. Yeah. And it gave everybody a nice mix uh, yes. back in the yes. day. But whenever we went to everything being the same way, we learned that it, it kind of it killed the cups. Uh, For sure. The cups were so popular, but then once we made everything the same, it kind of killed it. And uh, so over these four years, we learned a lot. <laughs> like, you, you really don't know how things are going to work out until you start to do them. Not at all. But, uh, and, and props from Major League Fishing for always being willing to – try uh but uh you know and and not saying that the every fish counts format's a bad idea because it's awesome in an exhibition style event and it works but um they you know the fact that they've come a long way as far as being like the league is so much more humble now than what they were yeah i agree of course yeah and and, and you get that right you come in guns blazing this is how it's going to be all the guys leave you know the elites and like you said, the FLW tour and everybody, I mean, really dude, if you listen back to my podcast way before like the Wilburn incident or any of that, um, I mean, I talked a lot about, I thought bass was in trouble. I think a lot of people did. And, and I still, and I know you've heard me say this in the last couple of episodes. I think if you guys originally had done this, but have some kind of weigh in or something, you know what I mean? That's, that's more accustomed to what people are used to. 
I just think this is a, just this all goes completely different four years ago. But they see the need for something different. The every fish count stuff's working on TV. I get why they did it, right? Uh, but you're mm-hmm. right. It was a it was a it was an ego. It was a overconfidence thing. And and man, it's. I think it, you know what it showed me, Gerald, more than anything. All this has is how freaking and, and we both know this how tiny our industry is. And our fan base really, ulti- you know, ultimately is in the sport of pro fishing. But, dude, this just showed me, I guess, how really how small it is, if that makes sense. Like, because it, when you had the divide, I don't know, it's, it's, it's like you've just – think about this live golf thing. I've talked about that on here. Like, that, that our fishing league separating pros leaving Bassmaster after so should have been headline news anywhere, really. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a big ass sport. I mean, Bassmaster's been the household name, and all of a sudden, and dude, it was crickets, unless you were in our little world here. And then to, but to see the fans' reactions to it, it's, it's, you know, it's been surprising. Like you said, I've seen a lot of Every Fish Counts fans through this, uh, and I've never, ever, ever hated on the format. Like I, I enjoy it. I think it's – I like the drama of the cut lines. I don't like when a dude gets 100 pounds up over a guy that's in 30th place. But mm-hmm. but that, yeah. if you got 28 pounds and I got six, chances I'm not going to make that up too, though. You know what I mean? In a five-fish deal, that's just – you're going to have that separation. But I want to ask you this, talking about how small our industry is and fan base – do you was there ever a conversation or a worry that those every fish counts fans will not tune in to BPT now as much because it's five at all? Because I mean, I, obviously, I feel like that's got to be a conversation at some point. Uh, well, yeah, it was. We had that conversation, and we tried to look at it from all angles. We were, we were talking about it, and and yeah, that was a concern. Um, and but but we we felt like the people that. Uh, we're watching the every fish counts deal the the way we're going to produce this five fish thing is still gonna it's it's almost gonna look the same it's just that's a cool. scoring change yeah that's um, right and, and, and to me what what major league fishing does the best that made me kind of like when I look step back and looked at it versus when I fished for the elite series and fishes and fish this is we have 10 cameras on the water and then we have a team that moves those cameras. I know. Yeah. And, and that is to me, that's powerful. And that's all you really need to stay on top of whoever's catching them. If a guy gets hot, let's get him a camera. No doubt. Listen um, with NBFL and production side, I can tell you guys like give you all the credit in the world. That is almost impossible to do. It's so hard. It's very hard. It's so hard. It's hard to find a guy. We got to, you know, like Watson's worked with us this year, Roman on the water. You'll be like, oh, so-and-so's catching him. Can you go get an interview? Well, we don't know where he's at. <laughs> you know, even if we got a pin on a guy, like it's so freaking hard. And you guys, they execute it. I mean, they pull it off. And what enables us to do that is we carry the stat units. On yeah, the that's right. And, and, and with the live scoring and everything, and uh, that it, it allows them to track all the anglers all over the water and they can kind of stage stage a camera right before a break and it says yeah. all right we're going to put one in his boat period three just get over there on that side of the lake for now and then as soon as we got an opportunity we're going to jump in your boat and so it with that with the way the cameras move around it, it's not really going to change the way you view the show um you're still going to have 
you're not going to just be looking at some the back of some guy that hadn't caught one in three hours. Yeah, that's where you lose those every fish counts fans. Is is uh, they don't want to watch a guy not catching fish. Yeah, that's right. And so as long as we stay active with the cameras and move them around to the guys that are catching them, you won't have those lulls. And uh, and and so I, I, we don't think we'll re- we don't think they'll be disappointed um, whenever that happens, but. We hoping it creates more storylines like, oh man, I'm back uh, five pounds and you can't really catch them. Like I'm Sam on Smith Lake and we're catching spotted bass and I got five spotted bass that go 13 pounds, but it has me five pounds out of the cut. Well, now I got to somehow catch a big largemouth. Yeah. Well, then you got guys that are going to pick up a glide bait or something like that. To that to is true, like dude. That's true with everybody knowing everybody's weight. That's a really good point. I'll be honest. I haven't even, I haven't thought about that. I haven't thought about that with everybody knowing everything on Score Tracker. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it could be something as crazy as uh, like, like, dude, I know the score. There's 45 minutes left in the game. There's no way I'm going to catch up continuing doing what I'm going to do. I know there's just one stretch of bank way up the river. If I get one bite there, it's going to be a big one. I'm going to go ahead and make that run and fish it for 10 minutes. Yeah. And you know you got to make a move like that <laughs> just cool. to make the jump. And, and so that's what we're hoping that it will create these storylines and it will make people like go, dang, I can't believe he did that, you know. And, uh, and and so that's just one part of it, the whole format thing. And once we really got into it and like truly polled everybody, like officially voted on it, I think we ended up with 40 guys that were all about five fish. Hmm. 20 guys really didn't care either way. They just wanted to do what was best for the league. And then you had 20 guys that were all about keeping it the same. Hmm. But even those guys that were all about keeping it the same, most of those guys, like I had conversations with like Ott Defoe. He's, he's, he, he loves the every fish counts format. He believes that that highlights the best angler at the end of the day, which he's right in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, and, you know, but he ultimately was like, hey, man, whatever gets this freaking train moving in the right direction, I'm all about it, you know. Uh, yeah. But so, so that's basically how the vote came out. Um, it, it, you know, it was 40, 20, and 20, I guess you would say. Um, and so we decided to uh, go that direction. And, and it was like, holy crap, I can't believe, I can't believe that happened. You know, I, I thought it's that that amazing, was, really, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so that kind of, that really boosted a lot of guys' morales. And Boyd even said, hey, for, for like two years there, we got disconnected. Like, uh, this isn't his exact words, but for, for two years, we kind of got disconnected. We started out as, hey, this is going to be an Angler-Ran League. Well, the beginning of the four years, Angler-Ran League was extremely unor- unorganized. Mm-hmm. Like, we were we were a mess. We had this group me chat going on, mm-hmm. and everyone was chiming in. Everyone was, like, raising their hand in outbursts and meetings. <laughs> uh, it, it was just it was just a mess. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it wasn't really, we wasn't um, solving any problems and we wasn't making any headway. Uh, and so over time, we started getting more organized. Like our, our angler board now has gone through a lot of different anglers. And now I think we got a pretty strong group of guys 
now that are really passionate about actually not just sitting there complaining. It's like actually coming up with solutions to problems. And, and, and I always said that I was like, don't just come to the table with a problem unless you have a solution. Amen. Uh, and, and so, and so we have a really smart group of guys that are that are working through solutions. Um, and then our our anglers association, we've we've given we've given them more power, and they've grown. Uh, and 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 they and they they're like a big part of us now. This this anglers association that's basically like our legal representation of the anglers. Um, and so they, they they're structured and then uh boyd went in and restructured the entire management team saw that and, yeah uh, did, i think they did they make that press release yeah that it came out yeah i talked about it before before i called yeah they uh they mentioned that rux was going to be gone wilburn stepped down uh and it's going to be in sales uh daniel fennel's your new tournament director Bashirs is is no longer that and then kevin hunt at the pro circuit will be your tournament director and then, or the invitationals, excuse me. And then, uh, Kathy Fennell, executive vice president. Yeah. All that was, yeah, so, what, what happened with Aaron Bashir's just, if you can, uh, was it just like a change in direction? Oh, man, overall? I don't know. Everyone, yeah. I just everyone saw him make a Facebook Aaron. post. Yeah. Everyone loved Aaron. Um, you know, all those boat officials in Aaron, all those guys we had gotten, to the point, you know how it is in any tournament organization, whether I was at Bass, I'm sure it's the same way at NPFL, that your people on the ground are like, that's the, that's like the family member. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the guy in the office that we don't see, whatever. The, that's the, right. The, the, the dudes on the ground, that's our boys. Uh, and so you don't, you don't want to see, you know, we, we, we drink beer with these guys. We barbecue with these guys. Uh, yeah. You know, half of them are invited to my wedding. Uh, it's, it's, and so you hate to see any of those guys not be part of the, of the whole thing. Um, and, and so I, I, I don't really, you know, I let that part of the business, <laughs> yeah. I let them handle, like, handle like, that I'm part out. internally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because ultimately they're, they're, they're making the moves that they think are going to be the most effective. I know that crew that came from FLW, the ones that you had experience working no with, Kathy and all those people, they they know how to run five fish tournaments better than anybody. They run more of them across the country. No doubt. Uh, Great They're folks. good good business people, and pretty much majority of those people are are uh, like we shifted all our weight from that Tulsa office over there to that yep. uh, FLW office, and 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 I think you know they have a lot more responsibility now with the Bass Pro Tour overall, which which I think everyone's cool with because they have a ton of experience. Yeah, that's a good um, thing, so, I think, yeah. So, yeah, and I think, boy, really, the, the whole reason, so get, to, from what I know about the financial side, uh, so first of all, MLF is not in trouble. <laughs> I know a lot of Because that one, that's like, what I said, even with all these changes, like that's your concern, right? Because it needs it to is, work. It is. It needs to it, work. And, so this is this is this is the financial side of it is so we had I want to don't quote me on exact t time frames but I think we had a 6 year budgeted loss when we started the Bass Pro Tour. We we want to be profitable like year 6 or 7. Uh that was the financial plan. Um well when COVID hit that changed everything like it did for everyone else. Yeah. 
Um, and, and we had a short year that year. We only had five, five tournaments. We had some sponsors uh, that needed to, that wanted to pull back that year. And, and so Boyd had to go in there and rebuild the business plan. And then it had to change to like a year nine, year 10, making a profit. And it was like, man, that, that's just a long time, um, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, and so it, I think they sat on that for a year or two until now everyone's kind of starting to get their feet back under the ground. They're starting to get more confidence. It's not like people weren't making a lot of money during those years or two, but no one really yeah. knew what was going to go on. So they kind of like held their cards or whatever. And I said, let's play this conservative, conservative side for a year or two and let's make sure everyone's good. And then we'll start like going further out there. And, uh, and, and so w once they, um, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure Boyd just looked at it and said, we need to become profitable faster. And we and I think we can, but this is how we're going to get there. We need to restructure everything from the business side to, you know, the way we do business and uh, where we spend money and all this stuff. What's important? What's not as important? What, what has proven us to not work? And what's, what do we think? What do we know is going to work? And so we tried to get back to the basics, streamline everything and trying to get profitable faster is, is all it is. Um, you know, uh, as far as our, our investors and all that kind of stuff, as far as I know, everyone is still on board 100%. Um, and, and, and so I really like, I really like that we're doing this because I didn't know everyone, we're like four years into it and, and we're not seeing like, I'm 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 not getting millions of dollars of sponsorships. <laughs> yeah, coming in, yeah, and that was kind of told we we're sold. That's, yeah. that's what we thought was yeah, going to happen. I'm, right. I'm not even going to be able to go into Walmart without someone attacking me, and, and that's not <laughs> yeah, that's not the case. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's not the case. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And that and that was kind of the dog and pony show rolled out for you guys because I I mean I know so many of you, and and uh, and it just hasn't happened yet. And and look, man. I hope the sport goes that way where you can't walk in Walmart. You can't, you can't even ride down the road without somebody trying to run you off of it to get a picture. Like I, I hope that's the case for us, but there are realities to it too. And, and where we're at as a, as a sport. And I think this is a good thing. I applaud Boyd for, uh, for hearing guys like you out, man, that, that is, uh, I love that, that you said, you know, you could either kind of bitch about it or you could be, a part of the solution or have a solution. I'm in the same way with, with at TH Marine where I work. I just, just took on a new role there after being there almost 20 years. And the thing is, it's, it, that's where I caught myself getting very negative. And then I had an opportunity to, they're like, Hey, well help us fix it kind of deal. And mm -hmm. it's a good feeling when people that you feel like might not be listening to you or care go, Hey man, we're with you. Help us figure it out. Yeah. Help us figure it out. So and I applaud you guys, you, Jordan, Tharp, the, the crew, Brent, for, for doing it. Because, dude, think about what if you guys had been the only four <laughs> that spoke up. I mean, you know what uh, I mean? And yeah. the rest of the guys go, screw these dudes. I mean, you take mm -hmm. a chance anytime you stick your neck out. Lord knows I know it as, as well as anybody in the, in the sport because I've run my mouth staring at a camera way too much. But I, I think that deal is uh, – it's it's – Man, I applaud y'all for it. It's it's amazing. Uh, I want I do want to ask you this, and and you tell me you can say no comment. You can plead the fifth on this. I'll give you this. Uh, but 
does the does the Sprague situation play into any of this at all for you as far as guys being disgruntled, do you think, this year? Or that type situation, the rumor mill of guys maybe not always following their P's and Q's? Do you think that frustrated yeah. guys a lot? Oh, oh, yeah, that was a big topic, too, as far as how are we going to address uh, rules violations. Yeah. Um, and, and we said, hey, you know, this we've dropped a ball on this for the last four years. And really what it was, it was the organization trying to avoid getting black eyes. Of course. And, and, and they were like, man, we have sponsors intertwined with these people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And we can't, you know, it was, it just got really complicated. Nobody wants bad press, Gerald. You know what I mean? Like, and that's Bass, yeah. that's MPFL, that's all of them. They don't want to release the press release that one of their guys got caught doing something he shouldn't have done because of obvious reasons. Look at this wall ideal. It's worldwide. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instead of celebrating somebody that may be really great at catching walleye the right way, we're all super pumped that guys got caught shoving weights down their throat. And it's the same way in this. They don't want the attention being on a Jeff Sprague or whoever instead of on you for doing the right thing. Because that's ultimately what it would be. Right yeah, so right we, or we, wrong. We, right we, or wrong, you know. Right. So we had a lot of conversations about that. And it's like, hey, we, you know, we need to know as anglers – and the reason I, I say we hold ourselves at the toughest standard as far as even though we might not have the toughest penalty, but we, we're pretty good at catching people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we run a we run a strict program. We run a like a very extensive lie detector test. Yep. Uh, and, and we have, you know, but there there has been some some people that we know have have gotten in trouble for some rules violation <laughs> yep. and didn't have the appropriate punishments. So we was like, you got to fix this. This we, we have to know that we're going out there competing on the same playing field. Um, and, and, and so they already have restructured that whole deal. Nice. And Kathy, Kathy Fennell's in charge of that whole process now. Like she's like, I can assure you that, that, we're going to handle these things appropriately moving forward. They learned a lot from some previous incidences. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and so, yeah, time will tell with that. Uh, That's right. But hopefully, hopefully, hopefully people have seen enough, whether it was the wildlife thing or whatever. They're like, man, I really don't want to get drugged for this much. <laughs> yeah, you, and, don't, <laughs> you don't want that smoke. <laughs> you don't want that exactly. smoke. <laughs> Well, my thing is so, this, it is a league issue when it comes down to the punishment or, you know, hold, withholding it from the other competitors because that sucks all the way around. But ultimately, it's a it's a damn, it, it's a human issue, right? You know what I mean? It's your fellow competitors mm-hmm. like, damn, man, they, they don't need to be doing that shit. You know what yeah. I mean? At the end of the day, they need to, and I know you guys are trying to hold them in check for sure. I know several of y'all that are like, hell no, this is not okay. But I'm saying that once a guy hears – they're not doing something about it. I just hope that with the, the, all these changes that that crap dies down because there's way too much talk. There's, there's too much reality in it, and there's way too much talk about it also. Yeah, and, it's, and it'll probably never go away. Every, no, every professional sport has is always dealing with that. For sure. Uh, it, it doesn't matter what it is. That's you're fair. always going to have guys that are, that are going to push the limits or push the boundaries yep. or whatever. Uh, and, and it's just up to the league to manage that and, 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 you know, and make the right decisions. But the last thing you want to do is, is have your anglers lose confidence in the process. Um, and, and so I, I think they learned their lesson on that. And we told them that was like, 
hey, look, you got to fix this. Mm-hmm. You got to, we got to, we got to work on angling around. That's a huge part of the angling around. Yep. Is reinstilling confidence in the anglers that things are going to be handled appropriately. Uh, and so they agreed 100%. So they, they, they got a team for that now. That's good. Um, and yeah. And then, and you know, I don't, I, I, th- I think they're working on some, on tightening up the rules in a few ways. Uh, that's what our angler board does. They, they go over these rules every year and, like, hey, how can we make these things more black and white and uh, more legal? I guess you would say. Yeah. It's hard to if if a, if a rule's not written perfect, it's really hard to DQ a lot. That's what you, you see all the time. Yeah, that's what you see all the time. Yeah, and so if a Every guy league. gets in trouble and you put his back against the wall, and then all of a sudden he hires a lawyer, and a lawyer walks in there and says, "Well, technically." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd have no grounds to punish this guy because of this. And you're like, shit. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and that has happened uh, several times in all leagues. It has. It, it has. It has. It, yes. And so, and so they're trying to like make those rules, uh, have more, uh, legal protection to them. Um, and so with all that stuff, I, I really technically, honestly, I don't think we have a problem. I felt like we had a problem five or six years ago in mm-hmm. bass fishing, um, I, I really don't think I we agree. have a yeah. I agree. stuff was stuff was out. Of, it was there was some wild, there was some wild stuff going on a few years ago, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so the public doesn't really know. No. So, I mean, honestly, what Jeff what Jeff Sprague did was was nothing compared to I know. what's been done. I know. I know. In the, so in this instance, in particular, with Jeff, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, we don't need to we don't need to over crucify him for that situation because he I felt like he's uh, he's he's been punished and, and oh he's screwed and, yeah. at least for the well, foreseeable future. I mean, you know what I mean in the public eye and professional bass fishing with and I don't know about his sponsor deal. I don't obviously, but I, I just like I mean he he shot himself in the foot and he became a he became a scapegoat for everybody else that had been screwing up too, in my opinion. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, what, what and, it happened. Yeah. There's there's guys that I know that are guilty of probably worse stuff. Buddy. Are sitting there going, "Can you believe what he did?" Buddy. I'm looking at them going, "I know what I know what you've done. I know what you did and last so you, summer, Bubba. I know you. Yeah, you, you might want to stop talking." Yeah, dude. No, I'm with that. I'm with that. Like, yeah, you start hearing certain folks talk about integrity, and you're like, "Hang on a second, there, Captain. <laughs> time out. Yeah. It's time out." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but you're right. One time, yeah. There's a lot of things that uh, you're right. The fans definitely don't ever hear about because they don't ever see the light of day. And dude, and that's every organization. Let me look at this camera again and say that every organization. This is not a BPT comment and not an Elite Series MPFL ever start BFL Wild West Coast Bass Tour. Whatever, dude. Every single trail. There's some shenanigans always. Always. Yeah. uh, yeah, so so that was you know that was a big thing. Um, entry fees were a big thing, so we yeah. we came up with a with a with a pretty good solution for that. Um, you know, of course, I don't know if if we'll ever go back to uh, well, I, I say ever. I don't see us going back to no entry fees anytime soon. Yeah, I get it. Um, because of us trying to achieve this profitability and everything yeah, it's not feasible. Side of it. Yeah. If it's not feasible, it's just yeah. not feasible. Uh, but the MLFAA came up with a really 
awesome solution to that problem. And, and so basically, and, and I'm more or less speaking to your listeners. Now, yeah. you, I know, you know, but uh, you, you, you have two businesses trying to op trying to coexist and that's the angler and the organization. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and so the organization, they have to do what they do to be successful and be profitable. And, but we have to do what we do to be successful and be profitable. And, um, and, and it's always that battle between, between the <laughs> angler and, yep. and the league. So, so the MLFAA is kind of like that middle between the two. And, and, and they said, Hey, we don't necessarily need the cash flow operating expense for us to operate, but the angler needs a certain amount of cash flow. We need to be cash flow positive to a certain point so we can run our business. And then the organization needs to be cash flow positive so they can run their business. Well, we're over there saying, Hey, we don't want to give you $40,000 in entry fees. That that's a lot of cash yep. from my end a year to tie up in entry fees until I get it back. And then the, the league's like, well, that's a lot of money. We need to have our, <laughs> our, cash, yeah. our cash flow operating expenses. And, and so uh, the, the MLFA stepped in and they, and they partnered with a, uh, with a bank. And, and then they're basically paying the league. And then uh, and they're, holding, they're holding the cash, the cash flow tie up. And, and 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 so the league has their money to operate with and then we don't get charged uh so basically for 2023 all i have to do is pay the bass pro tour ten thousand dollars to fish nice and, and and so uh it helps me because now i only have to commit to ten thousand dollars cash flow and and then now i can go get a new truck if i need to or write that down payment for my my next my 2023 phoenix boat or whatever Pay that honeymoon off boy that's what you're gonna be doing paying that yeah, grease well, trip off son okay okay all right that's why we're going to grease <laughs> <laughs> i know what you're doing with your money <laughs> yeah but uh but the way that we structure the mlfaa that enables them to be able to step in and say we can we can work this we can work this cash flow problem between the organization and the angler, and the angler doesn't have to make a big commitment, and the league still has the money they need to have their daily cash flow for operating, and um, and so that was a big one, um, that was a big win for the anglers. Uh, it's it's just status quo for the for the league, you know they they're like whatever we was going to get our money regardless. Either way, yeah. But it was it was a big deal for the angler not to have to come up with that much money. Um, and so if you're waiting on a sponsorship, some of our, some of my sponsors pay me quarterly. Some of them write a check at the end of the year, you know, so it's, it, a it's nice. It's a, it's a balancing act. Yeah. It's nice not to have to commit all that money. Um, and, and so that, that was a big, a big win for the anglers. So there was a lot of like big things that started happening over these last couple months that really, really kind of, boosted everybody's morale and and yeah we still had two guys that left the organization but if you like i talked to bobby lane a bunch and and uh he's a good friend of mine and i had many conversations with him what he likes to call drinking a cold pop that's right out in uh out in the in the parking lot and you know he 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 really he's only wants to win that bassmasters classic so he can 
because it's like on his hit list for his career. You know, he won the Red Crest. He has that trophy, and he's like, man, I really want to go and win this classic. And so that's all it's about for him. Um, you know, he was he he loved he loved Major League Fishing, and he was very supportive of everything we was doing over there. But he wanted to get back to his roots and go to the next chapter in his life. And uh, so no one's no one's disgruntled. I mean, we don't want to see him leave, but everyone has his back. You know, we all love Bobby. Oh, he can, um, yeah, he can't but, help but love Bobby. But other than that, everyone, everyone stayed. Because um, there was talk, and for sure, of a lot of guys leaving. There was. Yeah, man, there a lot was. of names, yeah. Man, I thought like 25 guys were going to sign up for the Opens. <laughs> and, and then once we got to work on all this stuff, everyone was kind of like, okay, all right, I'm in. You know, and and, and and so – and then Boyd said, hey, look, I see where we got, and now we're going to make it our focus to uh, to make the Bass Pro Tour as good as we can be. We're going to focus on angler morale. We're going to try to get – he used to use this term all the time, pulling the rope in the same direction. He said we're going to try to get everybody pulling the rope in the same direction again, and and now I think they prioritize that. And uh, and so, so, yeah, whenever – I mean, I even, dude, I went as far as paying my Bassmaster Life membership to get so it. I can have priority entry into the Opens. I spent 500 bucks. That's <laughs> serious. I, didn't have to, I was ready. I was and then serious, once, yeah. we, once we went to work on all this stuff, I was like, I say, like, man, why go anywhere else? Let's focus on what we're doing over here. And, um, and, and it's, you know, all the things that were the most concerning to me we we fixed them um moving forward so i'm i'm pretty fired up about 2023 you should now. be uh, you should be yeah, yeah. schedule's great you got the format you want like i mean it, it's gonna be fun to watch dude i mean i, I don't i don't care what, what you think about it or what you've thought about the last few years i really do like i think this is it's gonna be and i've always watched obviously like i i, I keep up but this is gonna be a fun year for you guys man one one of the most important things to all these anglers that has come up time and time again is how important the fans are uh and and so it's it's very if a guy is getting on social media talking about mlf sucks and all this other <laughs> stuff man that bothers a lot of people yeah it does because these dudes it sucks when you're at the highest level of the sport and you and you go and you see these high school kids or something like that and and they're not really – they don't really give a crap what you're doing. It's like, dude, you know who this is? This is Kevin Van Damme. <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah, like, I've seen it firsthand. It's wild. It's like – Yeah. It's, and it's like, man, that, that really uh, – rightfully so, it's, it bothers everyone. Yeah. And it's like, dude, let's get our fans back and, and, and let's try to get everyone fix it. on – We got to fix it. And, and, and I, want, I want MLF to be – so good i said look uh, this is kind of like that's kind of how i was com- having a conversation i said let's go down the list and let's see uh, chris lane said it to me this morning he goes uh why would you not want to fish major league fishing and it's like okay if you talk to someone and you say why why would you not want to fish major league fishing and if someone says well it's because of this and we we let's 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 figure out how we check every single box. Changed it. I want 
Yeah, I want to check every box. I want to. I want to say we have the best payouts. We have the most media coverage. We have the biggest fan base. We have. You know, I want a guy that when he qualifies to fish at the highest level, it's a no-brainer for him to go fish. He doesn't have to sell the farm to pay the entry fee. It, uh, and and I think it's it's possible. It's and that was the original intent of when we started Major League Fishing for uh, Bass Pro Tour four years ago. Uh, was to hopefully have an organization that was so strong that if I, we're over here pumping these high school kids up, hey man, you need to, you, you want to be a professional fisherman, you got to go these routes and everything. Well, these suckers are skipping college, and, and and then they're, you know, they're they're going into debt before uh, they're twenty. Mid, before they're twenty, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, hold up, man, well, this is kind of irresponsible. We actually need somewhere for them to get to that makes sense. And, um, and, and so, and so we're trying to actually make the organization strong enough to where if a kid says, I want to fish the Bass Pro Tour, his parents don't look at him and say, no, you're going, you're going, uh, you got to go to dental school or what, <laughs> you know, I want, I want a kid to actually, when he gets there, it actually makes sense and, and he can quit his job. Man, I knew one of my best buds over here in, in, in Louisiana, he, he was making like $150,000 a year in the refinery. He's like, I'm not quitting my job to go fish the elite series. He qualified for years ago, the mm -hmm. same year I did. I was hoping he would travel with me. And he's like, I can't quit my job. And I was like, dang, this dude done made it to the pros, the, the yeah, highest level of the sport. Right. And he can't quit his $150,000 job. Dude, we talk, uh, I, talk, I talked about somebody, uh, with this with somebody earlier this week, Taylor Watkins, who just won, he's won three NPFLs. Uh, in the last two years, almost one angler of the year this year. Guy's super consistent, and he's going to fish the opens next year, and it's or this coming year. And it's just funny to hear him talk about, yeah, well, if I can get some more support, and not saying that that automatically makes you a household name. You know what I'm saying? Getting wins is just getting started, building a resume and things like that. But it is amazing how many guys just struggle. And you take a guy that has a – and, dude, you're talking about, like, I'm not going to risk – my career to go be a bass pro anymore. Like I just, right. I don't have any desire to go fish all the opens or to try to come back through the, the invitationals to get to the, to the BPT or whatever. Like, it's just because I, I mean, I, I, I do what I do. I enjoy bass fishing, but dude, these guys want it way more than I want it <laughs> because it's a risk, dude. You guys live it every day. It is. It, it's, well, that's it's the tough. thing. It's too, it's too risky. It's been too risky ever since, Hell, me and you started at the no same doubt. time. It's been too risky for this entire time. So it's like, man, we need to like make it to where it's just not so risky. Like, yeah. make it make sense. And so, how do we do that? And um, and, and so, and, and so that's kind of the goal. And and um, at least at that Bass Pro so, Tour level, you guys are kind of figuring that out. And we got to get it. And I don't know how you ever do, Gerald. Like at these lower levels too, right? Because you know, like I do, going and fishing Toyotas is not cheap. Going and fishing the pro circuit or the invitation was not cheap, and it's tough. You got to spend a lot of money to be able to get to that level you're at to qualify, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's expensive mm -hmm. every step of the way. It is. It is, and at least you want to have an end goal for yeah. a guy that he's not doing it to end up even more in debt <laughs> when he gets to the top. It's, Listen, I've said, I had I had a uh, Logan Latuso over yeah. here yeah. Uh, last week. And he's sitting down in my outdoor kitchen, and we're sitting here building his resume for him. Me and Maggie's putting together all this stuff, and we're trying to help him figure out 
how like okay this is what you can expect financially and that's the biggest concern no one is concerned about the fishing no like okay i get to go fish the pros no one's concerned about going fish everyone feels like they can compete it's like how do we do this financially you know uh Logan's about to have to make a $45,000 commitment That's right. to the, to the elite series. And he was like, Whew, bro, like, what do I do? Do I sell my truck? Do I sell my boat? Do I, like he's trying, we're trying to figure it all out. And, and uh, he's like, how do, you know, I need to try to get X amount of sponsorship dollars to make it work. And then you're trying to make all these phone calls late in the year to get it's someone tough. to give you whatever. Yes. Um, and, and, and yeah. And then um, if you have a kid, or if you have kids and a wife and a house note, all that stuff, it's even harder to harder to do. Yes. Um, because you're gambling your livelihood to even make it work. Um, so it's it's been I noticed it right away whenever whenever I, I, I first started fishing professionally and I had to write that first check. Yeah. I was like, This does not make sense no. at all. This is dumb, but I wanna do it so bad that I'm going to do it anyway. That's um, it. That addict, man, but, that addict, that we're all addicts. The addict. That's it. And so right away, my, my mind starts working. It's like, there's gotta be a better way we can do this. And you couldn't even have that conversation at Bassmasters. You wasn't even part of that conversation. And so that's what kind of frustrated me early on in my career. It's like, well, now I can pick up the phone and call Jim Wilburn and get in his ass if I want to. Because that's the kind of relation, that's the kind of depth we've had uh, at Major League Fishing. And that's what's cool is like, but we lost that for like two years there. Uh, whenever they started focusing on the pro circuit and trying to make that thing work, uh, we've lost, we lost that communication a little bit there. And I think that's where they kind of lost me. And then they came full circle back around. And, and uh, I think everybody's everybody's back on the same page now. So... Dude, I, I really hope so. I do. I mean that sincerely. I hope so because uh, I, I, I think a lot of you boys, uh, most of y'all over there, I'm, I'm buddies with, and, and I definitely don't want to see it go by the wayside, and I hope all these changes work out for y'all. I really do. And I can't thank you enough, dude, for taking the time the day before you go get married, get your ass to Greece and get married for you taking the time to talk to me again, man. I really, I really do appreciate you. Yeah, I really want to reach out to your fans, uh, the people that listen to you, and just tell them how much we need their support. They, you know, they're they're a big part of this equation. So, uh, just I just want them to understand the in, intent of is they may not like like major league fishing, but you have all these anglers that are trying to make it work, mm -hmm. and they're doing it for the longevity of the sport. You have a lot of these professionals, kids that are coming up through the ranks now. Yeah, a bunch of and, them. Uh, bunch of them man and they, <laughs> and they and they're really passionate about making this all uh as good as it can be because they it's hard for a kid someone to push their kid to go to the pros if, if they know that it's not right and so uh, that's why these guys are working so hard at it and so we can't do it without fan support and so if you have a chance to to uh to be a fan be a fan and and that that really goes a long way with us so i really just wanted to to throw that out there that um that they matter they're a big part of this whole deal it's it sounds it man i mean I, I think that a lot of this was some of the screaming and yelling in the beginning right it was well i don't want to watch especially over the format that's one of the number one 
you know, things that I've always laughed at. I was like, man, you guys are worried about the format. Like, I, these are the same great fish catchers <laughs> doing, the, you know what I mean? Like, that. that's what always uh, made me laugh on as far as internet comments go. But now, um, we'll see. We'll see, man. I, I, I hope it works for y'all big time. Hell, I mean, uh, applaud, I, I want to applaud y'all with the MPFL. Y'all did a great job of creating a product in the industry that y'all, there was a need for that, you know, and, 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 and that, that ended up being a phenomenal thing. Everyone was like, man, how are you going to fit another organization in the league? It ain't easy. And <laughs> it, it, it ain't, ain't easy. easy. <laughs> but I have just as much fun watching that as I do anything I appreciate else. That, it's just, man. it's just good old bass fishing television. That's it. And, uh, and, and so the sport is way bigger now than it was five or six years ago. You, you talk about that. those high school kids. That's what I say with MPFL when people were like, we don't need another league. I'm like, well, you're selling this dream to these high school and college kids. Where are they going to go? There's not enough spots, you know what I mean? So I think it's uh, it, at least, you know, we're seeing guys from the from the MPFL that have qualified for like the elites this year, and I'm sure we'll see guys qualify for BPT in the future from the from the league, and, and it's good. They don't care to be a, quote, stepping stone to the next thing. Like, it's a high entry fee, good payout, professionally ran tournament trail, and uh, – I don't know, man. I think it's definitely got a place. I, I appreciate you saying that. I I love no, I love what I get to do there. It's it's a it's a great time. A lot of and, good good and so, and so now I think now I think now that all the dust is cleared, there's there's MPFL, there's Bassmasters, there's Major League Fishing, and now we have learned that everyone's kind of used to all three being there. So yeah. let's all support each other. Yeah. You know, let's all help each other, and that's really what I want to do. Is 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 Bassmasters is going to be successful no matter what. They're not going anywhere either. They have their business runs like a sewing machine. That's right. They got it pegged. Steady. Yep. And they're not, I ain't saying they're going to freaking, they have any ambitions to be like anything more than what they are. They love right where they're at. That's true. And and that's fine. But, uh, but we, we want to make it as big as we can. And we may be silly dreaming big, but, um, but hopefully we can just make it as good as we can make it. And then, uh, and then guys can just pick wherever they want to fish. They got three organizations that they can be part of and, and a lot of stuff for people to watch on the weekends. No doubt. Weekend. It's good for the fan. <laughs> it's good for the and fan. Good. There's, plenty, there's plenty to watch. And good for the companies. Good man, for sponsors. No doubt, good for man. sales. And I, it, it is, good, it's a good thing, man. And I, I am proud to see these changes just not not because of something I wanted to see necessarily. Uh, I'm all for it, but for you guys as anglers, because I've been there, I, hell yeah, man. Good on y'all for, for leading the charge and getting it done. Well, uh, I've been listening to your show, and that's why I was like, I, I'm, I'm going to talk to Luke. Because like, at first I was like, I ain't listening to his show. <laughs> I, know, just, I know, I <laughs> know. But, 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 but then – Maggie listens to all of them. She goes, "Oh, you need to listen to Luke's show about this." And I and I'll get in the gym. I'll put in my earbuds. I listen to it, <laughs> and I was like, "I actually agree with him." <laughs> he's not. I mean, he's kind of a bitch, but not a not a not a just a full blown bitch. <laughs> he he, 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 he makes it makes it makes 
it makes sense all right like and, and you and, and this show has even found this it's uh it now it's like a necessary part of the whole equation it, which uh, is listen i think i don't think there's anybody listening that's not surprised by that <laughs> including me <laughs> dude every week i'm like i'm like people are like gotta have my lbl man i'm watching basketball bp2 gotta have my lbl and i'm like well yeah. bless your heart <laughs> hey well, keep well, Keep everybody in check. That's because, right. Uh, hey, it's a necessary. And, and dude, this is what I want to say. I end on this today. Like we're joking about a lot of stuff, but dude, I think maybe in the beginning with you guys, some of my either criticisms or critiques, they were driven more at the organization than they were the anglers for me from a standpoint of almost felt like somebody needed to say something about the things that I, I was seeing or felt about what was happening either with FLW or with um, with what you guys were going through at BPT. Because like I said, I had so many good friends that had gone over and got – I mean, hell, I know everybody in the freaking field. And it was – I don't know if it was a place from concern or worry. And a lot of it was misguided. And then, dude, and then when it became, it became personal, obviously, for a little bit. But um, you – I've said this many times, and I'm, I'm going to say this to you before we hang up, is you rung my bell – as good as it's been wrong in the last several years, <laughs> but, but, and I, and I don't mean that from a, from like a, uh, you, you've slapped me down or anything like that, but dude, you said something to me and I won't tell you this. You said this to me in a private, you did not say this. You might've said it on the, on the, on the podcast, but I'm, I'm 99% sure you said this in a private call. And you and I were talking, but you said to me, you said, man, we fished the FLW tour together. I came in every day to, and you and I were in the same flight and, I always look forward to just laughing and goofing and cutting up with you at the tanks. Cause I always knew you were going to be one of those guys that no matter how the day went, you were going to be BSing and carrying on. And it, and you were like, what happened? And you said that to me because during that time of my life, I had a lot going on, obviously. And, and I was angry a lot. I was, man, I was doing an angry little podcast <laughs> at times about damn bass fishing. And I had to, that it, it, I had to look in the mirror a little bit after that because I felt like, all of them kept just being so negative. And then you, it's like you're talking about with the other anglers being negative. Then you're living in the negative comments and then you're living in that world. And I just didn't want to live there anymore. You can be opinionated right. and you can have your thoughts and it'd be okay. But I think as, and then it becomes an agenda. I think people put you in that role, right? Like I had people start saying like Jim Wilburn came after our leader. And I'm like, Whoa, time out. Hang on a second. What'd you just say? Like, this ain't a cult dog. <laughs> like, like I was just talking about some tournament fishing stuff. I'm not trying to lead you to drink the Kool-Aid. Like, come on now. Uh, it was weird for me a little bit. And, and I know I've lost listeners over time, uh, because I, I kind of backed off, maybe backed off the throttle as far as they can, I've, I could show people comments or DMS that I get there. Like, good yeah, man, you went soft. And I'm like, not necessarily. I just, you can't, there was some emotion involved in that in the beginning that that's not there anymore because everything just kind of settles out in life more times than not. So man, I, I, again, I appreciate you, dude. And I hope you have the best year you've ever had win angler of the year and, uh, and get you a couple of them trophies. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, that's kind of like you were saying, that's kind of how I had gotten these last two years. I had gotten really negative. Um, and last year I finished eighth in AOY yeah. on the, and, and last year was, I put forth a ton of effort. I said, dude, 
I'm going to focus 100% on positive things. If it's negative, don't even, don't yeah. even try to tell me. Stay away from me. And I'm going to focus on 100% positive thinking, and it reflects directly reflects to my fishing. It does. When I'm, it helps me focus. Well, then, like, I was like, okay, I'm positive, I'm positive, I'm positive. I'm walking around, Mr. Positive, and all of a sudden, we'll get a league text message that says, <laughs> hey, we're going to do this one little thing last minute in the tournament that's going to – and then I would just blow a gas. Yeah. And I was like, ah! Uh, <laughs> right before we go to – yeah, and then it just got me really negative, and then I got sucked into the vortex of negativity, and, uh, and, and then it, it really hurt me this year because – I was pretty angry most of the year this year, and a lot of guys were angry. And so we all just kind of like got angry around each other, mm-hmm. and uh, it got it got cancerous. And then that's whenever Toxic. at the end of the year, everybody was like, "We're all quitting." And it's like, "Hold up, let's see if we can fix it first. Yep, that's always <laughs> your best 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 move, whether it's your job. You know what I mean? What no matter what it is, yeah. well, obviously this is your job. But if it's your career, tournament, dude, you owe people at least a chance to try to figure it out. A yeah, marriage. surprise you a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, su- yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Instead of just marriage, quitting. Yeah. Like God. you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta give folks a chance, man. And, and if it don't work, it don't work. But, but you at least to just go, Hey, I'm pissed off. You guys suck. I'm out of here. Instead of going, Hey, this is why I think you suck. Can we fix it? That, I mean, really that, that's what it boils down to, man. Um, yep. like I said, yep. I Sorry. applaud y'all for it. Uh, well, dude, don't get hung up in customs. Make sure you ain't got no tungsten weights in your damn pocket or spinner baits or nothing. When you go to Greece, they probably ain't going to like that. So, so do that. And, uh, you and miss Maggie, congratulations to y'all, man. And, uh, I hope y'all have a great time. All right. Well, thank you for thank you, uh, letting me come on and explain anything at any time. If there's anything you ever want to like verify, just call me. I'll, I'm I'll, ready. I'll give you a hundred percent of the truth. Whether if it's coming on the show or if you just say, hey, man, I really I heard this rumor. Tell me if it's true or not. You know, if you want to fact check anything, just reach out to me and uh, I'll be a source. I appreciate uh, it. Now, I have a, a new title within the <laughs> company, company now. I'm now actually the liaison between the MLFAA and the league. OK, so that's uh, that's my role. Um, so it's it, and so, like I said, we're very structured now that's cool. to keep things from falling through the crack and stuff like that. So I'll be part of the conversation moving here forward. And uh, we're going to try to make this thing go to the moon. I like it. I like it. Well, best of luck with everything, brother. All right. Thank you again. You're very welcome. Gerald Spoyer, everybody. I like that, man. I I like, uh, feels good. Feels good. It was a good conversation. Learned a lot. Learned a lot. I think if you, if you listen to all of that, and I hope you did, you learned a lot. Uh, you know, there are things that that I was definitely getting from friends of mine in the league, and uh, and that that was cool. That was very cool, Gerald, to come on right before he's fixing to go out of the country and get get married. And uh, I appreciate him very much. I appreciate being able to bury the hatchet a couple years ago. Uh, I do think it's funny. That he's like, I ain't listening to this guy. It, right after we had our beef in 2019. He actually sent me a text around Christmas like, you know what? You're actually kind of funny. <laughs> it was just like a month after he and I had, had, had it out. And he's like, you're actually kind of funny, man. I'll listen to one of your episodes. <laughs> uh, it was good stuff, man. But that's uh, what life's about right there. Love it. Uh, appreciate Gerald coming on. And look, I do wish him the best of luck. I mean that. I, I think that uh, 
I think that they're they're putting the their the right changes in place. We'll see if the fans show up. Obviously, they're still missing like that activation level weigh-in type thing. But I, I think as far as uh, as far as just making changes to try to get to please everybody, anglers and fans alike, I, I think that it's it could be a big year for them. I really do. So appreciate him coming on. Appreciate each and every one of you guys and gals out there, you low lifers, tuning in week in and week out. I'm going to take you out with a little song called Biloxi Blues. Written by me, sang by me, all that good stuff. Narcissistic myself. Uh, front man. My buddy Ryan Engelman from Turnpike Troubadour says, Oh, you front men are the same. I was once a front man in a band many moons ago. He says all of us are the same. I don't disagree at certain times. <laughs> uh, and he's a hell of a lot better musician than I've ever been, so he can say what he wants to. Also, I want to say this. Uh, as you're listening to this, those boys, Turnpike Troubadours, I want to give them a quick shout-out, not that they need it, but inducted into the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame this this past weekend as you're listening to this and played their first arena show there in Oklahoma. Uh, hated I couldn't be there for it. Congrats to those boys. They they worked their freaking asses off. So uh, if you don't listen to Turnpike Troubadours, you're an idiot. But if you don't, go check them out. Amazing albums out there, amazing, amazing songs. Great live band. If you get a chance to see them, you will not regret it. All right, Biloxi Blues. Also, real quick, want to thank the W Sauce for bringing us the, the sauce. We talked so long, I forgot to get that in there. The W Sauce bringing you that Gerald's foyer phone call right there. Get you some W Sauce. It's almost Thanksgiving. You can use it on about anything. I do, I do all kinds of stuff with it except just, like, take shots of it. All right? Biloxi Blues. We'll see y'all next week. Jackson Town to Tupelo I never could make it last Spanish moss a Civil War ghost Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there.